Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Hey there, Restoration Church. You may recognize my voice as the guy who is your pastor. I'm Nate Gagney. Thanks for joining us on the Behind the Sermon podcast. Man, I, I can't put a face to it. That's what someone's listening to right now. <laughs> this face sounds, this voice sounds familiar. <laughs> Uh, I'm joined here by Jeremy Arsenal. You probably recognize his voice. And then let's play a game. Say hi and see if people know who you are. Good morning and hi. It's Colin. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Glad to have you here. Tammy. Tammy. Tammy, you're awesome. I love having you here. Sorry. I I really, really wrecked it with that joke. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Tammy, If in case you don't know her, Tammy's our admin in the Dover world. She's the one who actually makes Dover function. That's why Dover has services. Thank you, Tammy. You're right welcome. On. My pleasure. <laughs> awesome. Um, because my computer is open to a grant web, web, website, I we haven't told the church this. And so I'm going to put on the podcast now. Yeah, um, We've got that grant to teach. Um, it's a sexual risk avoidance education grant that we, that we won. Are we in our second year? We're in our second We're year. We're in our bit. second year. And we never, I don't think we ever told the church this. We, are, we, Michelle just taught it at a public school. The, wow. I That's think awesome. today, today actually might be the last day of it. And it finishes up like, that grant. So we were teaching at a public high school connections to another, not a high school, a public school, middle school connections at another school. They've emailed parents, uh, another public school about, uh, they've already emailed parents about teaching wow. it there. So anyway, I just wanted to That's great. share that. That's great. That's really so 70, great. I love that. I think 77 students, public school students. That's so go cool. That program. And Michelle is teaching that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that shift because when we had first done it, obviously one of the ways that that was great to try and do it was going through our youth and teach it there. But I love the fact that it is even becoming an almost an outreach portion to where, well, there is, you know, a ton of biblical truths that back up this thing that the government wants us to teach. And so not just making it a ministry we offer within the church, but going and offering it. Like, that's really cool. It's yeah, Michelle's cool told me like- you know, breakthroughs that some students have had in the program. And Mm -hmm. then even like the principal at the school was like, can you go teach this at my daughter's school? Wow. You know, my, and so, yeah, it's been well received. Isn't that interesting? Kind of like a, like they didn't want anything to do with God. They took it out, took him out of the schools and now they need help. Uh, And look at who they're reaching out to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there's, uh, we've, we, I don't know if we've celebrated it before, but at our, at the Invest Conference last year, we celebrated because another church got the same grant in Vermont as well, correct? So there's, was it Vermont or Maine? They got a similar grant. I was daydreaming. Honestly, I was daydreaming. Just, just now as that, I was in talking. That, in that five seconds, I was in Fenway Park. <laughs> I honestly, I'm so sorry. I didn't. I don't know what you said in that five seconds. Not important. Hey, you preached really good. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, 
I have a really bad habit. That's why I always have a pen and paper. Like yeah. you look at this, like I have to be writing when I'm listening and people hate that. They're like, what a rude jerk. He's doodling while I'm trying to, but it's the only way I can listen. Yeah. And so as soon as I think something, I have to write it down, which reminds me from our one-on-one. One, I had to talk to you about something. I wrote it down, but I forgot to talk to you about it. So Perfect. I got to talk to you about that. And then I wanted to talk about speed the light here. So content, now tell me what you're saying. Now that I know I'm going to talk about speed the light as soon as you're done. <laughs> well, they already heard it unless they zoned out too. Oh, well. But uh, we, I was celebrating <laughs> the fact that when she talked through people uh, uh, calling churches for help, because we even celebrated a church in Vermont getting the same type of grant. And so, or Maine, Vermont, Maine. 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 So they were able to teach the same type of grant. And that was like a big celebration yeah. at the Invest Conference. Like, right. oh man, the state is asking, two states are asking churches to come and help teach. If we didn't win those grants, it would have gone to Planned Parenthood. Mm -hmm. So wow. it, it was even more important for us to win it. Like mm -hmm. teaching the education is a great thing. Yeah. But also like we're stealing money from yeah. abortion clinics. Right. So that's like even like engage, like figure out a way to engage this education thing because it otherwise is going to the enemy. So yep. it's like, right. hey, we need someone to sell coconuts or else it's going to go to the local drug dealers to sell Coke. Uh, okay. I don't know what we'll ever do with coconuts, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, sell them. we'll sign on. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's good. Type of, type of that thing. That's exciting. So the reason I was at Fenway Park is <laughs> Friday night, I went to Mentally. a Red Sox game oh, okay. with the DYD and the National Speed the Light director. So on the car ride home, this is the first time telling the church this, but we have um, um, someone's matching our speed of light giving. Oh. Wow. So someone has said, Restoration Church, if you give, I'll give. If you give 50000 I'll give 50000 Wow. We have a matching Grant. So every dollar that we, if we're able to get to 50,000, they're going to match it up to 50. Wow. Every dollar we give to speed the light is going to be matched. So that's, awesome. I think I meant, that's... probably meant to mention it on Sunday or mention the youth group, but no one knows. It just popped in my head. Yeah. So that's exciting. That's, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> that's really we good. Could potentially give a hundred thousand this year or 60,000 or 70,000. How did it come that they picked restoration? Like, I don't know. Huh. Um, I couldn't think beyond yeah. strategizing. Right. How do we get. How do we <laughs> well, now we more? need to. So, um, and also on the plaque, can we get his matched amount in our name so it looks? No, it would be. Yeah, it would say Restoration Church want. because they're donating it to rest through, through us Restoration to, Church. Yeah. Wow. wow. So it would be if we were able, we would have given a hundred thousand dollars if we it's matched funds so wow um yeah so anyway now is that so from cool. january to december that's 2023 so okay. anything that we've already given will accounts toward that match i don't know what we've already given it might not be too much yeah but but once we start doing those pushes even more yeah. like that's yeah. really cool wow exciting so cool that's amazing and so you'll will you announce that to the youth this wednesday if I remember. Okay. <laughs> Write it down somewhere. Something about Fenway Park I wanted to share with you. I, I gotta listen to the podcast I'm again. A, so I we have to tell the ne the other uh, youth leaders and the next gen leaders too at the locations because 
Colin, who's co-hosting this podcast with us today. <laughs> uh, I just told you. I'm so excited. I know something he doesn't. Yes. <laughs> I have a lot more things I can tell you too. Okay, let's let's uh, pause. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's great. <laughs> Colin's not really here. Someone, someone's going to be really confused. Yeah. Colin Sorry. is not really here. It was a joke Jeremy made, a joke I made. He's not here. Tammy is Just here. to be clear. Um. Yeah. So yeah, let's jump into the message <laughs> sermon Sunday. We started a new series, yeah. Family Classic. Um, I just don't know how much personal information I should go into in my life, <laughs> but um, there's no hiding it. If you are at Milton location, what happened on Sunday right before I'm about to preach on family is a couple of our children got into the probably one of the worst physical altercations they've ever been in <laughs> in their whole life together. Yeah. Mm-hmm in the church lobby right before I was about to preach on family. So if you rewatch my message with that, that was me knowing I'm about to preach on family and the whole location knows my family is a disaster. (laughs) Not a disaster. (laughs) So that was a little bit of what was going on. I know pastor Stephen called me and was like, Hey, what's going on? Seemed a little (laughs) off. You seemed off. And I'm like, yeah, I'll call you later. I can see a reflection of people walking by, but I don't oh. actually see people. So <laughs> looks like the ghosts are back. Um, <laughs> Perfect. So we, um, there's no context. Like people don't know why I just said that. Right. I looked out the window. So Jeremy looked out the window. Right. And I was telling Jeremy, there's nothing there. It's uh Anyway, sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. And this must be a hard podcast to listen to. It's so hard sometimes because it's like, uh, just in general, the podcast, I talk with my hands. Sometimes I just make sound effects with my hand when move my hands to try and illustrate an idea. It's so hard in a podcast, like, yeah, to try and articulate everything. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I, uh, I, uh, we've already heard some feedback though. A lot of people enjoyed the message. I think people from Milton, no one thought you were uh, like, I think the fact that you address it is so important. What else am and, I going to do? Right. Yeah. Right? I, I, otherwise I'm a biggest <laughs> hypocrite phony on stage and I don't right. want to be that. I don't want to be that. Yeah. Like, Oh, this guy, the, you know, what a, and I think that's one of the things that like so many pastors, kids walk away from church and the faith because the pastor is someone on stage and then not that way at home. Yeah. Yeah. But how many people, how many people who have families that can actually relate to that? Yeah. There's so many that are going through it and some of them just don't know what to do. It's, and it's, family's not easy. Yeah. (laughs) I was, you know, thinking about that too. Like, it's so hard to figure out, like, are we, do we ever feel like we are actually at a place where we can be an authority on a subject? You know what I mean? Like, like it gets really hard when it's like, well, let me talk about my family. Like for me to give family advice to someone, I have, I have a three-year-old and a, and a four-year-old. Like, I don't know yet (laughs) if I know what I'm doing in, in my marriage. Like, like I am not 20 years in, I don't know yet. And so I feel like it's really high pressure like granted, you you have older boys as well, but again, like it's it's always a weird thing to balance. But I think your transparency is what's a a 
breath of fresh air that we know like, yeah, he knows he's addressing it, but there's still the intentionality. And so. I, I heard before, like, don't talk about marriage until you've been married for five years. Don't. And, and then maybe I don't remember what they said for parenting, but like teach on the season you've been through. Like don't yeah. come up like you're an expert on teenagers. If you're, don't have and, a teen. and he, I mean, I've talked about parenting teenagers before, but I've said, hey, this is coming from my experience as a youth pastor. Right. And my interaction with families. Um, and then you try to bring in resources. Right. So this is what the pediatrician says. This is what this, uh, you know, pastor who's a grandfather has communicated. You try to bring yeah. in some of that stuff. I think you're always learning, no matter what. Like, I have now Hannah being married. Now I'm learning a stage, like, how to be a mother-in-law and how to be a mom, what to say, not to say. And, like, it's a fine line. So you're learning that you try to be the good mom. Mm -hmm. And same with, like, having a teenager. Now that he's 18 and he's a senior, I'm learning— How to compliment tattoos. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But— Uh, no. <laughs> you threw me off there. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, she doesn't know yet. <laughs> um, but he's different from, you know, a girl. Right. So it's a boy doing, everything's different and you're always learning. So yeah, it's, true. it's, and it changes. And especially with um, society and their friends, it's always changing. So you're trying to, I don't know, grow with them in that area. Right. And then marriage, Bill and I have been married 27 years this year. And I'm still learning things about him and like you think you're in a good spot and then all of a sudden something hits you and you're like, what the heck? We were good. Oh, we still have things to learn. Yeah. We're still learning. We're driving in the car this week. So Michelle and I have known each other for almost 30 years. Yeah. And we're driving in the car this week and it was something I said. Michelle's like, I never knew that. I never (laughs) knew that about you. I never knew. I don't remember Mm -hmm. what it was. Yeah. But- just yeah. a comment that like, oh, I didn't know you did that. Yeah. That's so funny. You went where? I, it must have been about somewhere I've gone before. I don't remember. Yeah. I never knew you did. Anyway, I wish I could remember. <laughs> but I'm an old man. So. I didn't write it down. I wasn't <laughs> yeah. doodling at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. No, but I just, um, I think just, you know, if anyone thinks through the story, uh, just a, I don't know, props to you, Pastor Nate, really the idea of, um, I told you before we filmed the podcast or started recording the podcast, like the idea of, I see the intentionality you have with your boys and like, okay, some, the congregation saw something your boys did once they see them on Sunday. You know, I consider myself lucky enough to spend time with your family and see how you guys interact. And like, there's so much intentionality, but but behind what you and Michelle do with the boys that I, anytime you're talking about family, I try and lean in. Um, I say things that you never even taught. You said as a sentence that I am trying to put into my kids, uh, my kids mindset. You talk through like you, you guys discipline with intentionality. You guys like, you know, work through all this stuff. So I don't know. I, I however you felt then, I would just say, I think, I think you guys really are an authority in that because of how many you've raised so many kids in your career and now you're raising for your own boys. And, uh, yeah, I just, I soak up when you, 
when you teach those things. And I, I think everyone should because it's really great. And I, I know you're still learning, but I appreciate that. <laughs> um, we do get a lot of, we do, people do say a lot of positive stuff. Um, Benaya has a job. So he's yeah. 14, he's got a job. And he was telling Michelle, like these people came through the register and it said, you need to tell your parents what a fine young man they're raising. <laughs> so... There it is. I think he made it up. <laughs> no, I just give it. <laughs> and they should give you a raise in your allowance. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> awesome. One thing you talked about on the podcast, you talked about like the questions we should be asking ourselves. Are, are we doing okay? Like, and, and really your, your focus on comparison and how mm -hmm. that's an unhealthy. Uh, I was wondering though, how do you, how do you try and draw the line of, there's obviously like almost, there is a healthy comparison in the sense, not like maybe not comparison, but there's a healthy aspect of like, oh, I like that. I like what you're doing. I, I should try that. Or surrounding yourself with people that do challenge and push you versus right. letting it become a point That's, of, yeah. you know, like what, what, what is that? It shouldn't be com compare. It should be. It shouldn't be comparison. It should be community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do your kids have Snapchat? No, ours don't. Oh, ours do. Does your kid have a cell phone? What age did you give him a cell phone? Yeah. And well, this is what we did with our older one, but the world's changed so much. This is what we're doing with our younger one. Yeah. Um, you know, and asking those questions and learning from each other from people who've gone before you. So that's not comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comparison would be like, oh my gosh, they all got their their kids this and this and this for Easter. We don't do Easter gifts. We yeah. got to start doing Easter gifts. And then like, what do they give? And you're not asking and learning. You're spying and competing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I liked your comment about, like you said, where does the sin come from? Like greed, idolatry. And there was a third one that you had mentioned, which I didn't. Pride. pride. Is it pride? And it's so true because it's like, what are you worshiping? And I'm like, because you think about Facebook. Like, I mean, I've had friends that like, oh, when you look on it, you get so jealous sometimes because people would post, oh, my husband did this for me or my children, they're doing yeah. this. And you like, you compare. And, yeah. you know, and it's. I remember my first time I was homeschooling Hannah and it was, she was in kindergarten and my cousin was also homeschooling her son and he was in kindergarten and she was like, he cut so good. And I'm like, Hannah doesn't cut good. Oh my goodness. I have to work with Hannah on her cutting. And like, I remember getting really upset with her. Yeah. She was five. <laughs> and like, I remember like God, like actually telling me this is really dumb, you know? Right. And <laughs> so, but Thank it was you like, you can honesty, actually, <laughs> I know it's like, oh. Yeah. It's like sometimes, right. Your kids are the worst at something, but it is, you're making it about you, not about them. Yeah. Uh, on sports for sports. I don't remember the exact quote, but are you concerned about your kid? Or are you concerned about the, the name on the back of the Jersey? Right. Mm -hmm. Cause it's usually like a last name of the back yeah. of the Jersey. Yeah. And so you're concerned about your image and how it's making you look. And yeah. you want them to be good because it makes you look good. Yep. And it has nothing to do with the actual kid. Right. And that's the... 
I've seen that. I've seen a lot of families that have that, like, it is, it is better for them to just keep all these things a secret, uh, to keep all the unhealthiness in their family. Uh, well, you know, our kids growing up, they're not serving the Lord, all this other stuff. It's better that no one know that than right. people find out that our family name is tarnished, which right. is just like, I feel like we, maybe we don't see that as much anymore with at least I, I feel like my generation, maybe because the generation before that did it so hard that my generation has no pride in our last name, <laughs> but that's like kind of how I feel like people my age or younger is like, I don't, I don't care about, I don't care about the Arsenal line, <laughs> um, but, but I've seen it quite a bit and I've seen how it's affected. Like, why are you living this way? Well, we're just, we're not letting this out, you know? And right. and that's like a big, you know, when you shared, that's why when you were like, there was a third one, I wrote down pride. Cause I'm like, that's the one I'm most afraid of, That I'm going to need my family to look so perfect that I will not let anyone know that yeah. we're messed up. And you, you know, the, no, you have to be a doctor. You yeah. Can't, you can't be whatever. Yeah. You can't be a pastor. You have to be a doctor. Right. You, you can't just go to community college. I didn't work this hard <laughs> to get right. you into community college. You have to go to a prestigious college. It needs to be a name. I need to tell my friends where you're going to college and it, they need to react <laughs> yeah. in a positive way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and we, we, we probably catch ourselves doing that um, you, you know, more often than, than I'm trying to think of an example or if it was like, um, oh yeah, my child's going to insert no name, no one, you know, George Washington University. Like, no, it's not really prestigious. It doesn't have to carry a name around here, but then you'd be like, oh yeah, they got a full scholarship. So you'd want to add in the, yeah. the, the part, the that part makes that it. makes it prestigious. Or yeah. that cultivates our pride. Mm -hmm. And the tough part is kids need to be bragged on. Yeah. Like my kids, they they need to hear me brag about them. Yeah. But at the same time, to brag on them does create a little bit of, like it does make me feel good. Right. Like, oh, my kids. Yeah. So like what's So how balance? do you do that? And it to be, uh, and to... Like, just be honest about we're not perfect because right. I have to mm -hmm. be careful. But also, I have to let people know that what I'm preaching really works. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we want to follow the Bible because <laughs> right. here's the outcome. Your kids are awesome if yeah. you teach yeah. them the Bible and follow the Bible, but they're not perfect. Right. So, it's just, what a mess <laughs> trying to live this life. Why can't I be there? Why can't I just be on a pedestal? Yes. <laughs> Be I, think, I think it's important to tell your kids, especially in private, that you're proud of them because that one-on-one -on -one really helps build them up. Mm. You know, like I just feel like, like if I'm in the car or something, like I'll say, you know, I'm really proud of you for something, you know, and usually they make a joke about it afterwards, but yeah. just letting them know, like, you know, I just want to let you know I love you today. Extra. Yeah. No, yeah. that's really good. That, taking those things to speak, I was, um, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, hey, I'm just going to, we have a long driveway. It was getting dark. I'm just going to walk down to the end of the driveway and, and back. 
Will you come with me? Okay. Walk down the driveway. Hey, I just want you to know you're really gifted. Mm. What do you mean? Well, the way you do this and this and this, like you're really gifted. That is amazing thing that's in you. Thanks. You're that's welcome. so cool. And it was like a, a, a 15 second conversation. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm really on them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to help them to learn how to be human. And I've got to <laughs> remember to put in those, yeah. those things. Yeah. And, and one of the things, I don't know if we'll talk to you in this, in the sermon, but one of the things that I've done is, um, to, um, even in their best, even in their worst, baddest days, like I, it's still like, Hey, I just want you to know I'm always going to love you. Yeah. And, and trying that. Which is so challenging. That. Like, I mean, at least with my, with, I'm in the tantrum phase of my kids. It's really hard. Yeah. Your you know, love like, has to go beyond them being cute because they're not cute anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, <laughs> it gets to that point where it's just really hard to work through. One thing that I know like Haley and I had always worked through as well is uh, um, the idea of trying to not just let our kids know we're proud of them, but figure out if they can be proud of something they've done themselves. So like mm -hmm. just trying like our long-term, you know, you talked about like some strategies that, and some of our, that had to do with not, not sinful pride, but just having a, a proud, like, yeah, I know I can do that. Having that kind of heart. Like we always try every now and then to not be like, oh, I'm proud of you. But we say like, do you like that? Is that something you really like? Yeah. I like it a lot. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you like it. I like it too. Like we try and make sure. Right they can say for themselves, like, yeah, I think I did a good job. And we just tried to start that young because we know it's like Eloise is very like, I need you to tell me <laughs> you like this outfit. Right. <laughs> you know, and like we already see that. And so we're like, all right, well, how do we make sure she's not doing that taller friends? Like, oh, if they make fun of my outfit, I will not wear this outfit again. Right. You know, like it's little stuff that, that, which is funny that you start to see that stuff so early. Um, I guess if you're looking for it, but um, I just think that's really interesting. You, you talked through some of your like strategies that, that you have as well, that missions one is really cool. Um, and you are, you have one left, right? Just your youngest. Yeah. The youngest. And he should be going <laughs> to that mission, mission, mission Masoma. Every mission trip we ever take has an M just about <laughs> uh, mission Masoma which is May of 2024. So he'll be That's on awesome. that trip. Um, yeah. And I don't know, I don't remember exactly where it came from, but I just know like that special one-on-one -on -one time. Yeah. The air, the airplane ride, the experience, the memory. And I think it's translated, right? I feel like they have a heart for, for giving admissions. All of them want to go back. Uh, so hopefully we'll we'll do a trip with Michelle, all of them, and Michelle. That's awesome. Um, in in a couple of years from now, but that's the you rate. So there's a few gifts. It's a one-on-one -on -one bonding. Yep. You want as experience to the things of God. Yeah. It's a heart for people, mm -hmm. heart for missions. Um, you, you know, an expanse of the reality of God and yeah. the kingdom of God. 
it's like a whole bunch of things that start that help move the needle yeah. just from that one trip. And again, a, a fight against materialism yeah. and consumerism, which right. is rampant in our culture. Mm-hmm. Gratefulness, <laughs> contentment, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, it goes on and on yeah. and on. What that, what that little it's trip crazy does? How in much? Yeah, how eight much or nine year trip. old kid's heart. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's so great. And I, I was uh, fortunate enough. I went on one of the trips with you, bringing one of your boys, and and I saw that too. Like seeing how invested he was, just because it was you and him. No siblings to argue with. No, right. like nothing was, he was the only one his age. And so it was like, oh, I'm going to act. I got to, I got to keep up. So I'm not going to, you know, act like a kid, try and get my way. Like I'm here. And so that stuff's really cool too. And as a dad, like, especially the Abram trip, I discovered a gift in him. Mm. He was my personal assistant, our personal assistant that trip. <laughs> yeah, I would just be like, Abram, we ready to go? Yep. All right, tell me what you did. I got the camera ready. I grabbed yeah. the batteries. I filled the the bag. <laughs> yeah, That's I've awesome. got your water, and it was like, dude, you are detail oriented. <laughs> yeah, and he was well. He must have been eight years old on that trip. Yeah, and nine years old, and he was just like, yeah, he's man, a details guy. I didn't think about anything. I'm like, Abram, you got our stuff. <laughs> yep. And we had all of our <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, and you knew. And he did a better job than I would have. So, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Aside from, and and with with both of you, aside from like something at, because for some people that might be just a huge, a huge step that, you know, they, they're saving up for their own first time um, missions trip. And so to try and plan to take each of your children, like what are some of the smaller strategies that, that you guys have um, to pour into your families? Yeah, Tammy, you share. Wow, just went for it. I know. Type in. Um, some of the things that just I- Googling good yeah. strategies to have with you. <laughs> I was trying to, I have a document of things I'm trying to accomplish with my kids. For whatever reason, I can't think of it at the moment, which oh. feels goofy, but I can always think of it. But the things I'm trying to cultivate in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one's a work ethic. Yep. So that's one of the reasons we have animals. It's not just to have animals. It's not just to be those white people who now are into farming. <laughs> For me, it's about making sure these boys know how to work. Yeah, I don't want them to be the the typical American male twenty five year old who does not work. Right? Why do we have a Why do we have a work crisis in our country? Because seven million men aren't working. They're living off their girlfriend. They're playing video games all day. They're doing all these. And so I don't want my boys to be that. I want them to know how to work, to to to, to take, you know, to invest in the kingdom of God. So yeah. I want that for That's them. That's good. Compassion for all people is another one, which mm. the mission trip is in that. Yeah. Um, when Michelle worked for a recovery center, um, it was having the boys around those types of people, yeah. letting them meet them, sharing their stories with yeah. them. Uh, and yeah, and I've got a couple others, but but Tammy, you're up. Um, some of the things that I did and do, especially with my son, is like chores. Like it's very important for him to help around the house. Yeah, and like with the and things like an ownership to it as well. Yes, but like also when he has his own home, 
I want him to be able to help his wife mm. and not be like, oh, you got this. If you're a stay-at-home mom, that's totally your job. Like, he's just, he'll do things without even being asked now. I mean, he vacuums. He'll do, um, helps with the laundry. He helps with garbage. He's always wow. helping out with something. And, you know, we talk, I try to talk to him about everything, you know, like open about anything and everything. We're totally open about anything really you know when it comes to money we talk about tithing we talk about savings we talk about you know when you want to buy something everything we just he's always showing me things should i buy this i don't know is that something that you yeah. really want you know is that something um and then i always tell him like not to be afraid to try something new because you will always miss out yeah there's always that opportunity you know you don't want to have that regret even if if you fail, you fail, but you tried it. Mm, right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's yeah. so important. Um I I wrote these a few years ago. Mm. So about the time the the movie Wonder came out. Remember that Wonder the boy he yeah, yeah, wore yeah. a space because he <laughs> a, a space helmet he didn't like how he looked. About the time that movie came out, I've I kind of formulated these are my actual things I'm trying to create in the boys. So I don't know when that movie came out, but it was a number of years ago, anyway, yeah. 2016. Yeah. So these are my four main things for the boys that they'll love Jesus and his church. Mm. So far, yes. And I've talked about when I was on sabbatical and they were screaming at me every second, no, we want to go to Restoration yeah. Church. <laughs> and, um, we don't have to fight them to get here. They fight me on Sunday mornings. I don't, this past Sunday morning at 7.45, but I was like, let's go, hurry up, let's go. And I'm like, no, we're not leaving. I, I can't get there this early. It makes me stressed out. It makes the team stressed out. Like, no, we're, we're not going in that early. Come on, this is good. Drop me off then. And so anyway, fight it. So wow. love Jesus and his church. We're feeling that compassion for all people. Um, they're, they, they do that. Like they're, you know, some challenging kids at school yep. and, and work and, and they're kind to them and that they'll have a work ethic. Yeah. Uh, so Benaya has a job. I didn't force yeah. him to get the job he got the, and that they'll generously give. And so I haven't really evaluated. I, I just know those are my objectives, yeah. but evaluating myself on those objectives at this point, like, I should have read that before I preached on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that honestly, like helped me to breathe. I, That's so they're, good. They're 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 doing well. So help me understand the approach. You you just you obviously didn't just write these down and then it happened. So, um, what are you sitting down? Like I like practical, and I just like hearing what the approach was. You sat down with Michelle. No. And said, here are things or like, how did you decide animals were the work so ethic? They, yeah, they, well, we're, it's like, um, core values Yeah, and core values for the church. The best ones are ones that, that create, like they've come to the surface. Mm -hmm. So all of our core values, I know the moment, like the staff meeting where our God is able became a core value. Yeah. It was through a time of prayer and desperation. I know the, you know, when heritage, that language was in January, 2012 sermon. Like, who are we going to be? We're going to have a church of heritage. 
yeah. multi-generations because we weren't that, but I knew we needed to become that. Yeah. So with this one, you know, love Jesus and his church, that comes out of being the youth pastor. And I want teenagers not just to like youth group. Yeah. And come to youth group. I want them to love the church, the yeah. bride of Christ, mm -hmm. to love Jesus. And so that's just been a personal value that I want to make sure my kids, like, even if, if one day they hate my guts, they'll still be involved in yeah. church and, and, and Jesus. So that kind of cultivates out of that. Yeah. Compassion for all people. I remember that came, that was formalized in the conversation with you. Um, and you said something like, why is your kid doing that? And uh, like, kind of like, not in a criticizing way, but in a surprising way. Like if I was a kid, I wouldn't want to do that type mm. of question. Oh. I'm like, oh, well, compassion for all people. You're like, we're trying to create that. And so then I wrote that down. Yeah. I'm like, we are trying to create that. Um, work ethic comes out of family. You yeah. get family who's lazy pieces of trash. <laughs> And you're like, I don't want that. I don't want my kids, I don't want my kids becoming yeah. like that. Even like our youngest son, uh, you you know, you know the typical stereotypical youngest child. And my wife's the youngest child, so I'll, I'll tread lightly. <laughs> yeah. But especially a male youngest child, right, Tammy? You could speak to this. Hey, they hey, hey, hang on, <laughs> hang on. That's me. They what it, what, the stereotype. So I'm not saying this is not not true of Matthew. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just sitting here waiting. Come on, you or say. Jeremy. Yeah, okay. But what do they tend to be? They tend to be just followers, right? Yeah. They, you, um, you, you know, looking for handouts. I think it's stereotypical, at least in my experience. So my prayer for Benton as a little little baby, God, I just pray he'll be a leader. Yeah. A leader. He won't just the baby who gets away with everything, who doesn't have to work for anything. Yeah. Uh, I don't want that for him. And um, yeah, and then obviously generously give. So we try to model that. We talk about the why. Mm -hmm. And then last year they pushed us to give more than. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. So it is that easy. Write them down. Your kids do you it. You got to figure out those four things. So <laughs> four these things? are no, not good, what, right? Yeah. None of these are, are, are how. Right. These are know. characteristics you're so, hoping to develop in them. Yeah. So I like, I, I like baseball. I forced my young, I forced <laughs> my youngest to play baseball. Yeah. Part of that is I want to make sure he's not lazy. Yeah. All right. I don't make my older two kids play baseball. My third. So Asher wants to play baseball. Benton doesn't. Too bad, Benton, you're playing. <laughs> I don't, I never did that to the other two boys. Yeah. Um, but again, every kid has got a different yeah. path, but baseball is connected to work ethic. Um, you got to know how to work and yeah. participate and not quit something. So you have to learn that. It sounds like it's uh, like um, to have them chosen. It helps you see things like that, right? Like it helps you see they're making this decision that seems like they're trying to have a poor work ethic or they're trying to be selfish and not give generously. Like because you have them at the forefront, it helps you now see how your children are reacting. Right. Hey, hey, when you said that, you realized that was not very compassionate to people. And, and so it's not like you're formulating plans based off what you're saying, but that's like a lens 
that you're able to see how they it's react. It's a lens, to you. and then a, and then I realize if I want them to have compassion for all people, how do I do that? You go, you go on a mission trip, yeah, and you see people of another culture. Right. Mm-hmm. You have compassion. So when they get in the car, and I'm like, "What did you see today that stood out to you?" They didn't have any toys. You're right. They don't have any toys. How does that make you feel? Well, I feel sad that they don't have any toys. That one boy had that. Yeah, but he made it himself out of trash. Right. How does that make you feel? Mm. I feel bad for him. And so what is that? They help. They just learned compassion. You just taught them compassion. So it's not a huge list, not 25 things. It's those four. Those are my main four. And we, again, we do a lot of things wrong. I lose my temper. I yell. One of the coming weeks is call a mulligan, which is a golf term for a do-over. And that's repentance. Yeah. And I, we repent a lot. I say, I'm sorry, a lot. Mm. Um, I confess my sin to them a lot. Like, yeah. hey, I yell at you. That was sin. Will you forgive me? Yeah. Um, and I don't try to like play lightly with that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm rambling. No, that's, I mean, that's really good. That's really awesome. I think too that like, um, for both Bill and I, like we, we talked when we first got married, we talked a lot about our past and like growing up and what we want, what we had good and what we didn't have good and what we wanted to have changed and having God in our relationship and being the center of our marriage makes a big difference. I think in our home, because we, both of our kids, I love the fact that they like coming to church. I love, well, I mean, Hannah's now, but like with Matthew, I always talk to him, like when you get married, you know, that's my, I don't want him to walk away. That's my big, that's right. a fear. Yeah. And so I'm always praying. Like I've always prayed like, God, I pray for his future spouse. I pray for his future family, everything like that. I want all good for him. Yeah. And like, so just the, in like in things of like helping them, like I grew up very fearful. So I don't want them to be fearful. Mm. So that's why, you know, I grew up very insecure. I don't want them to be insecure. So be who you are, be, you know, if you like something, you know, Matt's hair, look at it. <laughs> I use the Bob Ross thing on him. <laughs> yeah, it's in right now. It's, he's hip. Um, just, you know, even like finances. I was never taught to tithe growing up. Both Bill and I, yeah. you know, our parents, they had separate checking accounts. You know, it's all different for us compared to them. And so we just had to like walk, we walk through it and we're like teaching them as well. Yeah. That's so good. So obviously I have, I got two youngins, but one of the, one of the things that, that we had just written down and walked through like a strategy, or at least that I always walked through. Cause when I found out I was a girl dad first, I was, I was paranoid because I had watched, maybe it was a documentary or heard someone do a teaching of how, um, how impactful the relationship the dad has with the daughter Im- impacts like who they grow up to be a uh, sexually promiscuous woman. She's seeking the affection she wish she had from her father. And that stress, that scared me so bad. And even saying like, Oh, well it's fine. You know, a lot of dads will show affection when they're young, but then when they each reach the age where it could be perceived as creepy, they immediately back out and which causes a big withdrawal. And so my, uh, that's one of the things that I've put in and, and even learning that with, with, boys as well that they need that from their father as well like affection that is not no one can make it weird but it's an it's an affection that you have and so I try and always make sure like that's the beginning stages of I want my kids to know 
I show them affection. It's never weird. It's never a thing I'm going to stop doing. It's something that that I want always for them so that they they know what it is. Right. So that's just something that was like a fear at the beginning, but now it's something that I love and and I just hope <laughs> to, to continue that. It is it does become a a ch- all right, so my 13-year-old will he does not he's not very he's not very touchy. But when we walk in the store, he holds my hand when we walk in the store. Yeah. And I always feel a little bit like, yeah. but I'm like, no, the kid wants to hold my hand. He's going to hold my hand. Like yeah. I'm going to get past however I'm, however right. I'm feeling. Yep. And, and, uh, you know, make that, make that physical right. connection. That's and, important. Yeah. If he's doing it too. It's yeah. important for him. Yeah, it's just weird. Like our, you know, we'll move, we'll close up after this. It's just weird how our society make can make things so weird that aren't weird. I remember going on that Africa trip, and when one of the kids wanted to hold my hand, they were like fourteen fifty. I'm like, are you mocking me right now, <laughs> you little punk? Like, <laughs> and then notice like two thirty year olds walking holding hands. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. It's you know, just something America can Cult, do yeah. is is ruin ruin everything to, yeah, for sure. to, to distort everything. Yep. But, um, any, any books or podcasts you'd recommend? Yes. Probably a ton. You do a um, lot of, but we, ha- this is a whole series on family. So I yeah. want to make sure we don't share them all the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A book that was recommended to me that I've, that I've gone through is titled, hold on to your kids. Why parents need to matter more than peers. And one of the breakdowns in our modern culture has been that we grow up to be peer-oriented, not Mm -hmm. parent-oriented. And so we go to our peers for advice and peers are not capable of giving advice. Yeah, We go to them for approval. We go to them for all these things. And it was never that way. That's only been like the last... 50 or 60 yeah. years that it's been that way before everything was family oriented. You needed advice, you talked to your parents. You needed counsel, you needed approval. Everything went through the family unit, not the peer unit. Yeah. And so how to maintain that, because it, it's kind of natural when you're young and how do you maintain that as they get older? And then how do you win that back yeah. if you've lost it? And then- the, the big challenge, I think, is because we get so tired of having kids that as soon as they can have freedom, we're just like, oh, thank goodness. Mm. Go to your friends, go get a job, just be home by midnight, and we just disconnect from them. Yeah. And that's when they need us, really, because it's never been more dangerous for them. Than yeah, absolutely. The most dangerous times for them is when they can't memorize their address, <laughs> right? So <laughs> if, if they get lost, they don't know how to get home. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then you know those teenage years when all of a sudden they're exposed to every horrible thing the world has to offer. Yeah. Um, What's the name of that book again? Hold on to your kids. Hold on to your kids. Why parents need to matter more than peers. That's awesome. And it's it's more of a study book, so it's not like a a casual read, but it is pretty insightful. Maybe we do a circle on that one. Yeah, that's good. Honestly, that's why I was like. Write it down. Say it again now that you sold it so well to me. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So that's the that's the book recommendation for this week. Oh, that's fantastic. So read that this week. So next week, 
<laughs> Finish that entire book this week. That's awesome. Sweet. Well, thanks for having the conversation. Thanks for sitting Absolutely. down. Absolutely. Guys, love you. And Tammy, you're a good mom. Well, thank you. You should be proud of your kids. They're awesome. I am very proud. Jeremy, you're a good dad. You should be proud of, of those little... Snots. Those little kids. <laughs> They're great. Thanks. It's hard to... It really is hard to see it when you're in it. It's kind of like growing, right? Until you step out of it and look into it, then you realize, oh, they have gotten taller or man, have yeah. they aged. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're you, obviously, if my kids are like Hannah and Matt, like that's going to be amazing for Thank my you. kids to become like that. And if your kids become like a couple of mine, <laughs> that would be really good <laughs> sweet alright peace